Hi again, welcome to another edition of the Christian Drive Podcast. I'm Derek Dunn, your host, and I'm great to be here with you on this Sunday, October 18th, 2020. It's great to be here, and I appreciate the listenership and support. This podcast had just started with a few episodes in, and I have received great feedback on them, so I greatly do appreciate it. Uh, Don't credit me, just credit God. It seems like he pops an idea into my head like a topic, and I give him all the praise and glory for it. The goal of the Christian Drive Podcast podcast is to encourage, inspire, and to give any Christian that listens to the podcast that boost, that drive in their Christian walk of life. If you're listening and are a Christian, I hope this helps you. If you are not a Christian and haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I hope and pray that you do, whether it be during or after this podcast, maybe even down the road in the future. Uh, I do want to clarify something, and that is the Christian Drive podcast. Not only can you find it on Anchor, you can also find it on Spotify, also Google Podcast, and even have had a few listeners uh, were able to listen to it through Apple as well. Uh, we're still on Anchor, um, and every episode is published at 7 a.m. each Sunday, unless otherwise noted. Anchor, what it does is we publish the podcast on Anchor, and it reach. It also publishes it like on Spotify, Google podcast uh, other sites as well i know uh, there was one listener that we had uh, a few episodes back that was able to listen to it through overcast i'm not very familiar with that at all but nonetheless uh but there are several ways to reach uh the christian drive podcast uh let's go ahead and hear a tune and here is larry hobbs with the wagon song there's an old rusty wagon that's left to ride away The one the family rode in back in the good old days When people loved their neighbors, everybody was so free And riding in a brand new wagon was something to see I could just see my daddy sitting on the wagon seat Mother in her old sunbonnet, she looked so nice and neat Children in the wagon Grandma and Grandpa too We used to go to church on Sunday When the wagon was new Red wheels were on the wagon And the body it was green We were just as happy As riding in a limousine People they would gather From over the countryside Look at the brand new wagon And we'd all take a ride I could just see my daddy sitting on the wagon seat. Mother in her old sunbonnet, she looked so nice and neat. Children in the wagon, grandma and grandpa too. We used to go to church on Sunday when the wagon was new. Field is here now, and the wagon days are through. Airplanes are flying, and the neighbors are so few. Everybody's in a hurry, it's money that takes you through. But we didn't need much money when the wagon was new. I could just see my daddy sitting on the wagon seat. Mother in her old sunbonnet, she looked so nice and neat. Children in the wagon, grandma and grandpa too. 
we used to go to church on Sunday when the wagon was new. Larry Hobbs with the Wagon Song. Larry, one of the most uh, talented musicians I have ever met, and I've seen him live, and he is incredible. Well, speaking of the word incredible, the human heart is an incredible pump, quite possibly the best pump ever made. The heart is a muscular organ that its sole duty is to pump blood through the miles, and I mean miles of blood vessels of the circulatory system. The blood carries oxygen and nutrients to the body while carrying metabolic waste, such as carbon dioxide, to the lungs. In humans, the heart is the approximate size of a closed fist, and it's located between both lungs and the center part of the chest. The Bible has many verses about the heart. If I had a title today's devotional, it would be The Mighty Heart. I've got a few key points here. Number one, the heart, not the outward appearance. We have all heard the saying, do not judge a book by its cover. This still holds truth. Our first verse about the heart can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. And Samuel played a key role in the transition from the period of the biblical judges to the institution of a kingdom under Saul. And this is the Lord speaking to Samuel before David was anointed king. The verse reads like this. Again, this is 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. I love that part of the scripture where it says, For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. With our eyes, we can only see a person's physical appearance. We can't see their heart, but the Lord does. He knows all about our heart and the condition that it is in. I'm not I'm not just talking, you know, I'm not talking just physically, but spiritually. Award-winning actress Audrey Hepburn said this, quote, There are more important things than outward appearance. No amount of makeup can cover an ugly personality. Unquote. Uh, Hepburn was not only an award-winning actress, but she was also a fashion icon. And you can have all the plastic surgery you want to change your physical appearance. You can have all the makeup on to make you look like a... Like a for me, it'd be like a handsome um, star. Like I'm not saying I'm like the next Clark Gable <laughs> or Cary Grant here, but you can have all the makeup on uh, to be like that star, uh, like that big time star. But it does not change your heart. What is in your heart? What is in your heart shines forth beyond your physical appearance. It's all about what's on the inside, not so much the outside. It's like. Uh, it's like uh, personality, all right? The personality overlooks. Um, the second key point, if I had to title this one, it would be Hard Rock Heart. We have seen images of a pair of healthy lungs compared to those of a longtime smoker. We have seen images of a healthy liver compared to one of an alcohol-plagued liver with cirrhosis. Now, if we, were to, if we were to see a heart of flesh 
and a heart of stone, what would we think? Which one would we choose? Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 reads like this. I'll give you a moment here. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 reads like this. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh that is full of life sounds more appealing than a heart of stone. <laughs> it does. Uh, not only that, but when we give our life to Christ and accept Him, not only do we get a new heart of flesh, we will also receive a new spirit. And when I read the part about a heart of stone, uh, sometimes it brings up maybe another verse, another story in the Bible, or maybe in real life it happens. But in this case, it reminded me of Exodus chapter 7, when the Lord is talking to Moses. In the first few verses, the Lord told Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. And again, this is the Lord talking to Moses about that. And when I read that, uh, when I was reading about you know Exodus and about Moses and um, it reminded me, um, I don't know if any of you have seen the animated film, uh, The Prince of Egypt. I remember watching that as a kid uh, years ago. I watched it many times, and I thought it was a fantastic animated film. Um, but it was mentioned more than once that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Like it'd be hardened, and then be hardened again. And there are people in this world today whose hearts are of stone. And I believe that God can take their stony hearts and turn them into flesh. Author John M. Sheehan said this, quote, From a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, love makes new what sin makes old, unquote. And that is a great, that's a great quote. And one more quote, since we are on this subject I tried finding the author, it was unknown, and if you happen to know the author of this, please message me about it, but, uh, but the author is unknown, but I thought this was another good quote here, since we're on this uh, subject, but the quote is this, No matter what happens in life, keep a good heart, a heart of patience and trust. Do not let the darkness of this world harden your heart. Um, Two really solid quotes right there uh, to wrap up again. That key point was hard rock heart. And I believe again that the Lord can remove that stoniness out of, uh, out of people's hearts today. The third key point that I have is, <laughs> well, key point number three is heartbreak hotel. Now, I'm not going to be talking about Elvis here in this segment. I'm not going to play Elvis's Heartbreak Hotel, though it was actually one of his top hits. But there will be times along the way in life where we will experience heartbreak. Uh, 
Maybe it's about the passing of a family member or a friend that you were very close to. Maybe you had a pet like a dog or a cat. Uh, just any pet that you've had for a long time, several years old, and they just passed away like you know they were with you for years. Maybe it was due to a breakup in your relationship with someone that you had been together with for a long time. For example, I know a friend of mine, I'm not going to mention any names here, but this friend of mine uh, dated a guy for seven years. She told me that, and I asked her how long. It was not totally, you know, after, like, immediately after the, the breakup, but she told me a while later, it was actually seven years that they were together, and their relationship fell apart. So, the list, it goes on. A broken heart is the worst, and it's like having broken ribs nobody can see it but the pain is unbearable every time you breathe and just a quick question here what is the loudest noise in radio broadcasting i'll give you five seconds to uh, answer that question five seconds is up well, <laughs> it just happened. Well, not totally because I was still here, but the answer is dead air. That's the loudest noise in radio broadcasting. Now, I've learned over the years as a broadcaster is dead air. Arthur Carroll Bryant said this, quote, The shattering of a heart when being broken is the loudest quiet ever, unquote. And I cited some examples moments ago of what could cause a broken heart. It takes time to go through those situations. I've known a couple of friends of mine uh, that that are close to me. You know, they're really good friends of mine. Uh, they have lost uh, their pets, um, you know, this year in 2020. And and I've I've talked to them about it. Um, they cried and cried for hours. Um, they tried to go sleep at night, just couldn't get that good night's rest because of the death of their pet. And so, you know, just that's an example right there where, uh, you know, that's a situation where it takes time to go through that. Uh, but always remember that the Lord is here with you through it all. And Psalm chapter 34, verse 18 reads, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Our broken hearts can be mended. And the Lord is here to help us do that. Our spirit can be crushed as well. But it can be lifted and restored. And so the Lord is here. Yeah, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while uh, for a heart to uh, heal, but I do believe that lo that the Lord, again, Psalms chapter 34, verse 18, I mean, that right there tells you that when the Lord, the Lord is always here with you, and when he sees that you're brokenhearted, when he's near the brokenhearted, uh, he will mend that broken heart for you. Uh, he will restore that heart. Uh, you know, the crushed in spirit, you know, he'll make that spirit, you'll rise up again and restore it. And so uh, the Lord is there with us through it all. Sometimes, and I, I, I've said this before, and I even heard it in testimonies before, but uh, there's people I've known that have said this, that said it seems like whenever 
there is a a bad situation that's going on. Like, for example, I talked about a couple of friends of mine who have lost a pet this year, a pet that they have had for several years, like over 10 years. And it's like losing a family member. And it seems like when it happens and they, they pray and they cry, and it seems like, you know, it seems like the Lord is like 5,000 miles away. You know, I've had, I've had people say that. But the truth of the matter is, is that the Lord is here. He is here to comfort you and to help you through that situation. It just seems like some days, like in our Christian walk of life, it's like one day God is near us and the next day he's like 5,000 miles away. But the Lord is here right by our side. Again, that was uh, key point number three was Heartbreak Hotel. Uh, fourth key point, all of your heart. We may have heard or have been told in life, just give it your all. You may remember this lyric from the song, I saw the light. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, they'll read like this. They'll read like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And notice that word A-double-L, all. That's a big word. Three letters, but it's a big word. That is straightforward. And there are a couple of areas in that verse that stand out to me. Note the first word is trust. Trust is like a piece of paper. Once it is crumpled up, it will never be the same again. I trust very few people. I trust in the Lord. Acknowledge is not just a strong word because of its length, but its meaning. To admit, to be real or true, recognize the existence, truth, or fact of. That is strong, man. I mean, when we give our heart to the Lord, we fully trust Him with all our heart and believe He is the real deal. We believe that He died on the cross for us over 2,000 years ago, rose again three days later. He died to save the world, and He died for our sins. When we believe He is the real deal, when he, when we, when, excuse me, when we believe He is the real deal, our paths will be straight. Another good verse that talks about using all of your heart can be found in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Uh, this is Jesus' response when a lawyer asked him, and it reads like this, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus responded with, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. That's, uh, again, that's, that's straightforward. Uh, Jesus explains it right there. So all your heart. You know, trust in the Lord, believe on Him with all your heart. Um, you know, I was kind of thinking about about just giving your all. It kind of reminds me, um, I played basketball. I played grade school basketball for two years. I didn't play at the high school level. I played outside of high school. But whenever you have a coach, 
usually a basketball coach would put in his starting five. And the reason why they are the starting five is because they are, you know, his best players. You want to put your best players out there on the floor for your chances, for your increased chances and winning. And especially you, you have fun playing the game, but you also want to give it your all, give it all your heart. And especially when it comes down to crunch time, when the game is tight and you're going to be, you know, that player that's going to be clutch, meaning that you're going to be that player that's going to try to do everything you can to not only try to get that game-winning shot, but also to play defense and prevent the opponent from scoring. And so, again, that's what it's about when whenever I played sports. I mean, I did the best I could. I enjoyed it. But it's like when I played basketball, badminton, um, you know, I would just play. I try to do the best I can, but I would play with all my heart. Um, fifth and final key point here. Clean my heart, Lord. Again, clean my heart, Lord. That is the fifth and final key point. Um, I took art in high school. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I took art one and art two. Um, we studied primary and secondary colors. So uh, primary colors are red, blue, and yellow. The secondary colors are purple, green, and orange. Uh, just to provide an example here, uh, if you were to mix yellow and blue, you get green. <laughs> and I have to admit, green is my favorite color. It's been my favorite color since I was a kid. In fact, uh, one of my old bedrooms, uh, I have green walls and a green ceiling. I mean, green is my favorite color. And so, but as far as I know, though, I don't know of an artist who could do this, but Jesus is the only one that can do this. And this is what I'm talking about. He can take a blackened heart, a heart that is blackened and stained with sin, he dips it into his blood. The same blood that he shed on Calvary for you and I, and it comes out pure and white like snow. I mean, he's the only one that can actually do that. Can you imagine, I mean, just for a moment, I mean, can you imagine, like, Let's say, like, you know, we were able to see this happen before our eyes. Like, we were able to see Jesus just take a person's blackened heart. It could be ours. It could be someone else's. But, I mean, just you know, grab it and just dip it in his blood, you know, like, 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 a, like a bucket of his blood or something. And then come up and it's just pure and white. I mean, that would be awesome to see, wouldn't it? I mean, I would totally, that, that would just be awesome, man. I mean, just to see it before our eyes. And... I believe that. I really do. And so, Psalms chapter 51, verse 10. Um, I remember my Sunday school teacher years ago. Uh, he told me in Sunday school class one day that this was a verse that he said it was becoming a favorite of his at that time, and it still is. Psalms chapter 51, verse 10 reads like this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That may be a short verse, but man is it deep. It is impactful. There are a lot of solid verses in the book of Psalms. 
And I think, I mean, just in my view, I think that one is one of the very best in that book. It's, it's short and straight to the point. Our heart can be blackened over time. Our hearts can be stony from time to time. I talked about the stony heart earlier in this podcast. Nobody else can give you a clean heart but God. We can pray and ask God to remove the sin stains that have plagued our heart and to remove the hard areas of our heart. Matthew chapter 5 verses 8 reads like this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall, for they shall see God. When our heart is clean and free from sin, we can see God. We have a, a fresh new perspective an outlook, you know, a fresh new outlook on life. And so he will pour out blessings that your heart cannot contain. Each day when we pray, we can ask God to check our heart to see if it is pure and clean. That's a good idea. It really is. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I would rather go to bed at night with a clean heart than a blackened one stained with sin. So in closing, the heart, mighty awesome. I mean, you think about what it does physically for us. Again, I believe it's the best pump that's ever been invented. And I mean, God is the creator of the human body. We read that in the book of Genesis and, of course, there's other verses throughout the Bible that talk about it, but Genesis especially, when he talks about how he created the heavens and the earth and how he created you know, man and woman. And not only do we have to take care of it physically, the heart that is, we must also take care of it spiritually. You know you have made the right decision when there is peace in your heart. With that in mind, I want to close up with this tune, and I know it's country, I get that, but if I had to pick a favorite heart-related song, it's by this guy right here. Here is George Strait, I Cross My Heart. We knew it from the start I see it in your eyes You can feel it from my heart From here on after Let's stay the way we are right now And share all the love and laughter That a lifetime will allow I cross my heart and promise to Give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true In all the world, you'll never find A love as true as mine Always be the 
my life complete And as long as there's a breath in me I'll make yours just as sweet As we look into the future It's as far as we can see So let's make each tomorrow Be the best that it can be Cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. In all the world, you'll never find a love as true as mine. And if It starts to storm You've got the promise of my love To keep you warm George Strait, I Cross My Heart. I'm a big country music fan. It's probably my favorite song when it comes to the heart. So, hope you enjoyed that. I know it's like a love song, but still, uh, George Strait, I mean, the guy is awesome. So, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I have bringing it to you today. My hope is that if you are a Christian and listen to this podcast, I hope it gave you that boost and drive in your walk of life. If you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I hope you will after this podcast or down the road in the future. More podcast, uh, excuse me, more podcast will come via Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple. Have a wonderful day and be safe.